Hey everyone, and welcome to the House Conspiracy Podcast, a show about the house and on the house. I'm Jonathan O'Brien, and I'm the founding creative director at House Conspiracy. Today I'm talking to Amanda Wolf, performance and installation artist, about sewing, performance, and watching or not watching scary movies as kids. We recorded this podcast on a sort of cozy Friday afternoon on the carpet of the floor, actually, after having to delay our recording multiple times due to conflicting schedules and that crazy weather that struck this town as April took over from March. Before we get on to it, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. It would be wild. helps so much. Um, and you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at House Conspiracy. And you can visit our website to see how we can support you at houseconspiracy.org. Anyway, for now, on to the show. Along the back wall, there's a huge pink and black blanket structure she's been using as a backdrop while filming her performance works during her time at House Conspiracy. On the walls are costumes made of fabric and PVC, strange, colorful gimp masks, and tight bodysuits and loose monster costumes. And it's just about all hand-sewn by Amanda herself, in pursuit of her exploration of what she describes as the body politic. There are strange sketches on the wall. As Amanda says during our conversation, she draws as a way of keeping her hands busy while she's thinking or watching TV or doing whatever. And her style is unique. Uh, she sort of has bizarrely proportioned and bulbous sort of monsters that are at once frightening and hilarious, which only half describes Amanda. Hilarious. She definitely isn't frightening. But I'll let you be the judge. Here's Amanda Wolf. Hey, how, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm all right. I'm just right. tired. You tired? I'm yeah. tired too. I'm tired I've too. I've had a pretty crazy couple of weeks. Yeah, where were you? Where'd you go? You I had away? to go to Melbourne for like two days oh, yeah. and go to Canberra. So it was just this And mission. Canberra? Yeah. What for? Uh, I'm going overseas, so I had to do a stupid visa. Oh, thing. and you had to like go to the embassy. Yeah. And which it was embassy? terrifying. Slovakia. Whoa. <laughs> Slovakia? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It was weird. Canberra's really weird. Yeah. Concrete city. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I went to the airport so early and drank really expensive beer just because I'm like, I can't deal. How much did they charge you for beer at the Canberra airport? Uh, I think it was like $13 for a pint. Okay, for a pint, that's okay. But you know, I was broken. Canberra. (laughs) It's not good. No. I'm not pro Fourteen dollars for a pint. It's no. okay. it's okay. That's like Melbourne price. It was an um, it was an emotional need. It yeah, was, I've definitely done intense. like emotional need pints for that yeah. much for sure. Yeah. Man, how good is cheap alcohol? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We need uh. <laughs> Doesn't happen enough though. No, no. Need to go to like in Slovakia. It'll be cheap. Oh yeah, I'm just. I'm going to be barren by the end of it. It's just going to yeah. be a oh, lot of for sure. tre- cheap drinking. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's mainly what Europe is for. Yeah, definitely. It's the big thing. That's what the European Union was founded on, I think, <laughs> was uh, cheap drinks. Yeah, the logo is actually like a glass with some... Yeah, well, each of those coins. stars is a little frothy beer. <laughs> actually a map to the cheapest bars. It is, that's so it. You join all the you stars. You just together. hold it up and 
mm-hmm. the constellation. Yeah, it's like that episode in The Simpsons where Homer like rubs the chicken on the piece of paper, and if it's like transparent, it's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? He has, like he gets like. I know, I know, the, I know the quote. But giving I don't him know. like dietary advice. Yeah. It's your window to weight gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah window to weight gain. <laughs> Man, that show, that show is good. I was raised on The Simpsons. I was raised not allowed to watch The Simpsons, oh my which God. is why I love so it. So this was like your rebellion. My rebellion was like, yeah, oh, parents aren't home at 6pm, not Doctor Who tonight, definitely <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> oh my God. No, I was like, I'm like child four out of five. Yeah, so my so mom's just like, just raise yourself in the yard. So it was a lot of Simpsons and horror films at a very young age yeah yeah so what <laughs> horror films um i think one of my earliest memories is evil dead whoa really like i was like five i remember watching that it's like i don't know if any five-year-old should have that as their first memory but did it spook you at the time or in the it freaked back? me out a bit but it was like you know you're hanging out and you're up late and it was kind of fun yeah, yeah. Chucky freaked me out, but I've rewatched that, and it's so tame. So is it? Yeah. That show that the poster. I remember being a kid around that age and seeing the Chucky posters. Yeah. And being freaked out. Yeah. Especially the hostel posters. The hostel okay. posters would freak me out. <laughs> um, Easily influenced. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was just terrified my whole life. <laughs> Still they am. They won't let me watch The Simpsons. Nah. There's a poster. Oh. Ah. Yeah, everything was scary. Yeah. Um, so, did did you find yourself? Do you find yourself like desensitized to horror now, or not particularly? Um, I think a lot of body horror still. I you watch it and you get like a visceral effect. Um, but I do watch a lot, so you know, not desensitized, but I I have a pretty high threshold. Mm. I watched this terrifying pregnancy horror film a few weeks ago called Inside. Okay. And it's it was so intense. It was messed up. But it was good. It was good? Yeah. So are you are you drawn, like, because I know that kind of connects to your practice being sort of about the body and the body yeah. politics. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you, do you find yourself drawn to that sort of body horror? I think so. I think it's just interesting seeing the body portrayed in a different way. And because horror, a lot of the time there is... You know, it's meant to scare you, but also there is sometimes an element of comedy, like how mm. ridiculous it is or how many ridiculous or violent things you can do to the body. So it's sort of, I think there are correlations. But, and I think um, in honours I started researching more so body horror before I went on the tangent that I'm working on now. So there is a relationship. And what is that tangent? Um, well, I sort of started looking into like um, the grotesque body and carnival and... Um, masking obviously so Mm -hmm. sort of looking at how you can play with the representation of the body how you can invert um, hierarchies around the body and representations of self I guess so yeah used a couple words in there that I didn't know (laughs) 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 where's your dictionary (laughs) yeah Tyler, do you have a thesaurus on you? No? Okay, not in, his, not in Tyler's job description. Um, hey, uh, so your honours research was around the body then, and it was around yep. some words that I don't know. 
yep. tell <laughs> me about your thesis and your practice and what, what you did. Was that last year? No, or that a was a couple of years ago. That was 2013. Okay. I did honours. Yes. Um, and I think my paper was a red hot mess, but um, it was about um, looking at representations of um, gastronomic pleasure and sexual pleasure within the body. Okay. And how to complicate that. Please tell me about gastronomic pleasure. Um, well, that's just like eating as much as mm. you want and just having a really good time, yeah. basically. And I guess in popular culture, you can complicate the two a lot, like in terms of, I don't know, when you're trying to seduce someone, there's all these like courting rituals with food, yeah. which is kind of funny. Um, and like myths around aphrodisiacs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that sort of came about like looking at um, carnival and how it was sort of this thing where people, um, you know, have these lapses in how strict life was. And you just basically do whatever you want to do and eat till you vomit and fuck in the streets if you want. I don't know. You just have a really good time. And this, you said this is in Carnival? Yeah. So, like, uh, which culture? Um, it was, like, medieval mm -hmm. English, I suppose, or French as well. But sort of Euro European. Yeah, European. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of got interested in, like, the imagery around that and the fact that... Um, once you wore, put on a mask, you were rid of, I guess, the pressures of your role or your, um, your social standing. And then you became like a communal body. And it was just this eating fucking machine, basically. Yeah, cool. So I got interested in that and then now what I'm doing kind of relates to that, but not really. Yeah, now you're working with fitness, right? Well, yeah, sort this, I'm sort of just interested in contorting the body and just different rituals around the body, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe a bit of self-sabotage, trying to do, like, fitness positions when I can't really breathe properly in the dark <laughs> in these costumes. So, I don't know. It's, um, I think it's just trying to, like, play with movement and my costumes mm -hmm. and see how that turns out and also these sort of yeah there's a bit of ludicrousness to it yeah so. yeah I mean the stuff you make is super funny super disturbing and <laughs> super sexual and I really like it for all of those reasons but I kind of want to I kind of want to backtrack a little bit and sure. sort of jump to like why you specifically became interested in the body in the body in the body so like and in dealing with the body because like I think uh, a couple podcasts ago in fact yeah, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked with Rhiannon yep. and like why she was interested in the body because yep. a lot of her stuff, being sculptural as well, yep. is sort of concerned with that. And um, yeah, yeah, I guess I wanted to hear like, was it due to society? Were you looking at um, things around you or was it to do with personal experience for you? Um, like, are you, a, are you a health freak? Is that why you're doing gymnast no. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that's an interesting question. I think... Um, just throughout my whole practice, everything has always just started with the body. Like drawing has always been, I'm drawing figures or I'm drawing animals or drawing, you know, sad girls, I guess, as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of just always just been the body over and over again. And I guess 
you know, as a woman, it's hard to escape your own body. Like, um, so I don't know. I don't really have a reason why. It's just my main attraction, I guess, in terms of research. Um, Is it because you watched The Evil Dead as a five-year-old? Probably. <laughs> I mean, the body can do pretty interesting things, apparently. apparently. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just been what I've been interested in and how to represent the body and how to... Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer your question. You that's, that's okay. It's that's just okay. What I what I do. No, I mean you can just be innately drawn to something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and this is this sort of video work is relatively new, but also you've been doing a lot of it, right? Yeah. Um, like you've had a fair number of exhibitions. Yes. Yep. Doing your video work. Yeah. Um, but you've also done sculpture. Yes. Um, yep. and your video works contain sculpture. Yes. But yep. um, so what's the do you, do you see a difference in how you approach the different forms? Not necessarily, because I, the costumes that I make and the sculptures that I make are made through the same process, which is hand sewing. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm just sort of making in that way anyway. And I was very conscious when I sort of started making the, um, like really enjoying making the costumes and was really interested in using those in video work. But then I think, yeah, I was very conscious that if I was going to have an exhibition and it was, you know, um, about physicality and the body, then I wasn't, didn't want to just have flat screens or projection. Like I wanted a, a physical element to the space as well. So I think, yeah, that's why I sort of interested in going, doing, you know, doing video work and then showing it in tandem with sculpture as well because there is that relationship mm. and everything that I make is so tactile as well like yes. I'm interested in that tension between there's something that you really want to touch here but you can't touch it so right <laughs> right um yeah your style the the sculptures that you make are I would say incredibly unique I okay. think. Like, I don't think I've ever seen... Well, no, that sounds like a euphemism for, like, like what a grandma would say, like, yeah. when she sees your work. I thought like, it was what? a very diplomatic compliment. No, no, like, I, no, 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 I, I really like it, but I, I've never seen things that look like it. Have you always... Again, this is like a have you always question. You'll probably yeah. be like, I don't have an answer. But um, <laughs> did you did you consciously develop that style? Did, did the style emerge, or have you kind of always... I'm pointing at something in the corner of the room that the audience can't see, but have you always sort of drawn things, sculpted things, sewn things that have that sort of visceral energy about them? I think so. Um, yeah, when I'm drawing, it's, it's just an automatic drawing process. Mm. And when I'm making sculptures, it's an automatic sewing process. So I'm just sort of adding bits and getting involved in making the pattern work and just making it grow until it looks like something or that it's finished. Um, and I think because I draw obsessively, um, I guess that style or that response to materials mm -hmm. has just sort of gradually emerged. Yeah, because you're not a minimalist. No. <laughs> I wish I was. Do like, you? Yeah, I mean... I'm, like, moving house at the moment, so it's just, like, I have way too much shit and you know but yeah 
obsessed with textures and colors and cool things all the time. More is more. Is more, more. more is more. More <laughs> is more. That's it. And um, you've, yeah, I mean, I've seen your sketches sometimes sitting around the house. Yeah. There's one on a sticker outside Rhiannon's Yeah, door. she absorbed that one, apparently. She's like, pop. She absorbed it. Yeah. <laughs> did you put it there or did she? No, I just left it on the table. I think I was meant to be doing something and just drawing, so it happened. So do you find yourself drawing while, you, while you're doing, like, random tasks, like Everything. watching videos or yeah. anything? Yeah. And does that, does that, do your ideas sometimes sort of get drawn from that? Like, like as drawn from your drawings, as it were? Uh, or, or is that just a way... For you to keep your hands busy. I think I'm like a hands busy person. Um, I think like drawing is a good way to, yeah, to be thinking and also feel like you're creating something. Um, in terms of like the sculpture design or stuff, I don't really start from the drawings or anything like that. It just sort of happens. Mm. Um, but I find like, I approach, when I was sort of doing honours, I was thinking about hand sewing as a form of expanded drawing. So it is like a mark making process. Mm -hmm. It is something where yeah, your hands are busy. So you're developing ideas whilst you're engaging with materials. So, um, hmm. yeah. So, so you literally, literally what you said before, you, you have things just grow yeah. until you feel yeah. done with them. Yeah. Was that, was that part of what your honours was about? Was that idea of sewing as drawing or was your honours more about sort of the it was more It was more about the themes, um, but I did definitely look at how the materials I was using would, were engaging with the body and were engaging with themes surrounding the body. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the idea of an object growing is, yeah. is a bodily thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, the paper was a mess. <laughs> I don't know how it got done. It's fine. The paper was sewn together like oh, your costume. Pretty much. Pretty much. Loud. <laughs> In this little phallic pocket that I threw and ran away from. Oh, no, did you no. Did you actually put it in a... <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I was just being silly. I don't know. Honestly, it Should wouldn't... Should have done that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> If you'd um, sewn something phallic yeah. for your thesis. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> schlongs are funny. Schlongs are so funny. Is that something you think about a lot? Schlongs funny? That's not what I meant. I was going to say, um, that just kept going. I was going to say, do you think about being funny in your work? Because your works are funny. Are you, are you consciously doing that? Is there I a don't, purpose for it? I don't try to be funny. No, I think. <laughs> I'm naturally funny. Um, I think a major part of my work is keeping myself amused. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess if that, you know, trickles down to the audience, then that's a win. But it's mostly about, yeah, keeping myself amused and making these characters that I can then um, make internal monologues and noises about in my mind. And that's pretty funny to me. <laughs> I think it's funny too for what it's like. Uh, that leads me to an interesting question. Do you ever get bored while creating something and what happens when that happens? If that um, happens? Sometimes I get bored if I'm doing a lot of sewing and it's just one line that is just, I've, you know, I approached it and it's way too detailed and it's a bit boring at some points, but then, 
you know, you you watch the X Files as you're sewing, or you listen to a podcast or yeah. something, and it's okay. Yeah, there is a lot of labor involved in my work, but then also, yes. I guess, that sort of giant nerd in you gets really excited when it's finished. So, yeah. Mm, do you feel like um, the uh, this again goes back to another artist we had in Jesse Perrin, mm-hmm. um, who did a lot of knitting. Yeah. Um, and she spoke on sort of the awe of like the idea that the awe that an audience member feels when they see the amount of effort that's gone into something. Yeah. Is that something you consciously think about as well? Um, not really. And it has come up because on a similar tangent, like because I like the costumes are all hand sewn and they're quite mm. elaborate as well. No machine sewing? Um, I've just started using machines to do seams because Mm -hmm. then they're more structurally sound, but they're generally all hand sewn. Um, and yeah, this idea that I didn't want to show the costumes as objects, even though they're quite detailed. So I think, um, yeah, with that, there's this weirdness of like, there would be an awe, but I don't want to share them (laughs) or something like I'm kind of withholding with some stuff in terms of what I want to show the audience. But I'm off topic. No, 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 keep going. Tangents are the essence um, of the conversation. I guess because I've been doing a lot of sculptures that are quite large, I think maybe the offshoot of that is that, like, yeah, look at this thing. It's a three-metre-tall penis that I hand-sewed. Look at that. Look at that. Look at it. Look at it. Don't touch it. You can look at it. The the, the tension of creating sexual objects and not letting people touch it. I know. I did have a great um, instance when I had my show in Melbourne a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I had this uh, costume that I turned into a sculpture. And it's all, it was all made of felt and um, different kind of cool, you know, brightly coloured. And there was this little girl at the show who was probably like three. And she was standing there with her dad, like hands out, trying to touch the penis nose of this object. Oh, no. And the dad kept being like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. And then he turned away for one second and she flung her whole body onto it and just like, jumped around (laughs) and it was amazing because he was so mortified and she was like I gotta touch it I gotta do it and just like yeah and how did you feel as an artist did it feel it was was fucking hilarious and she was doing kind of what everyone wanted to do so I'm like yeah little girl can do it but you can't (laughs) so there are like two different questions I want to ask but I want to ask this one first you said you don't like showing the the costumes to people is that because there's an there's an element of them being personal because of how you wear them in mm. your in your video making process? No, or I think it's it... probably more that they're quite shoddily made. So maybe the <laughs> illusion that they're like I'm a really good seamstress is what I'm trying to hold on to. But I think it's more that I I'm still grappling with how I would actually install them and it be a successful installation. Um because, you know, it just seems lazy to just hang some costumes up. I don't mm. know. You want to do it in a meaningful way? Or? Yeah, and just, I guess, more of a Scott. I don't know. I haven't quite, yeah, resolved that. But potentially I could do that in the future, but I don't know. Mm. Not sure. Yeah, I mean, whenever whenever I get a peek into your room, mm. 
looks impressive, <laughs> but I don't know much about sewing. <laughs> I feel like I'm being laughed at, so we're going to move on. Um, uh, it looks hey, impressive. Um, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, no, um, I think like having the backdrop that I've recently done, I think that's kind of tying it together. Mm. And this residency has been good because I have actually been playing around with props and costumes and seeing how they could work as objects. So, yeah, that's been really helpful in terms of how I could potentially push my practice and install for future things. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's been I'm really glad, I'm glad we've been of some use to you, and I'm glad <laughs> we you. gave you, given how full that room is, I'm glad we gave you the, the big studio. I love the big room. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the other question I had was, you don't t- seem to... You don't take yourself too seriously. Is that fair? Uh, or do you? I don't know. In what? Why are you making that assumption? Because uh, I wear giant nappies and dance around in front of a camera. No, because 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 you're willing because of how you said that having that girl interact with your work in a whack way yeah. was the best thing that could happen to it. Like, oh, okay. And, and you know, the way you try to amuse yourself and the way your videos are quite funny. Yeah. Like, or, or are you, like, totally serious in how you're making us laugh and have I missed the mark um, completely? No, I'm not a very serious person at all. <laughs> it is just about amusing myself. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the body is funny. It is, it is really funny, and I think if you approach, you know, I'm, I'm deadly serious about making work and, you know, get super stressed out about mm. deadlines and all that other shit, no money, that kind of stuff, yes. but it's like, I don't know, you've got to love what you're doing and laugh at what you're doing, and the body is ludicrous, and I don't know, you may as well have fun with it and try and infect other people with that, so, yeah. And do you, do you find having, like, do you, and here's, here's a real personal question, like, do you have, like, a lot of, sort of, anxieties around the body, or have you managed to really just laugh at it, and you're, are you trying to grapple with something, or are you trying to, sort of, spread an attitude that you have towards the um, body, I guess? I guess, like, it's a pretty common thing to have anxieties about your body, oh, and, absolutely. you know, you're never going to be the ideal I guess, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I don't really care as much as I used to, which is good. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I'm trying to really grapple with anything. I think, you know, there's always experiences that influence how you deal with your own body and how you perceive yourself. And, yeah, maybe trying to be proactive in thinking it's funny and not taking it too seriously is a healthy way to go for me at this period of time. I think it's a very (laughs) healthy way for just about anyone to go. Yeah. Moving on from sort of this point in time, Mm. um, your work, you're you're currently still working on video pieces around fitness and fitness routines and doing absurd things with your bodies and absurd costumes. Yes. What's next? Um, I am going to be looking more at expanding how I yeah install sculpturally mm-hmm. um, and interested in sort of looking at the mask as a symbol and how I can sort of approach that differently 
So sort of trying to, like I think I'm going on this tangent at the moment and sort of conscious of not getting too boxed into that. So yeah, looking at sort of how I can approach soft sculpture and how I can approach installation in different ways and looking at, I guess, the psychology behind masking and how I could sort of interpret that within the gallery space mm -hmm. in a broader way. Um, so yeah, that's the next project. I've got some drawn up things, which may or may work. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Um, I, yeah, I wanted to ask, like, uh, you said you want to do new things with masking. Mm -hmm. um, what's currently being done? What have you seen? How have you seen masking being used, whether in art or in society? And like, mm. I guess, what is it you're, you're responding to with like the idea of masking? Um, that's a good question. I think I, like my initial attraction to masking um, was I was actually a seamstress assistant for a fetish clothing company mm -hmm. when I was 20. Mm -hmm. So was working in the fetish industry for a couple of years and found it really interesting that you could use costume and mask to transform your body and sort of, you know, be this fantasy body, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was kind of interested in that and that sort of the tensions that sort of surround that in terms of, you know, concealment to feel free, I guess, yeah. so for lack of a better word, and um, like constricting the flesh and sort of, yeah, the shapes that create when you make the body really taut and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the initial interest in it. Um, and in terms of artists that I like or that I've found interesting, David Cross is really cool. He, um, I don't know if he's back in Australia, but he was working for, uh, I think Wellington University and he makes giant inflatable jumping castles. Mm -hmm and stuff like that and like hides in them within the space Whoa. they're amazing he actually got punched in the face though in one of his is, is he hiding as like is he hiding in a mask like as a he is dude? masked by the whole structure Whoa, like, oh like he's inside he's inside the jumping castle yeah and he has this condition where he doesn't have any eyelashes yeah so it's like this sort of abject eyes looking at you which is kind of cool. I think he deserves to get punched. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I kind of like that. And it's just like, you know, yeah, there is a menacing element to it because it's like this, you know, space of play and then there's someone in there. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just to be clear, I'm not advocating assault. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a work, though. Yeah, uh, do, he's do, really good. He's really worth looking up. But... Um, David Cross is also the actor who plays Tobias in Arrested Development. That really so is. So it's really hard to find that. him on the internet. Oh, no, wait, it's, it's a, a different, different David Cross. It's a different person. Okay, because I was going to ask. I would be really impressed if Tobias was making fun suits well, to freak people My out. question was going to be, hey, I thought Tobias had eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were so non they're fake. Yeah. <laughs> the whole budget for Arrested Development's you, blown on fake eyelashes. You were the seamstress. <laughs> yeah. For his hand sewing eyelashes. Lady. Every time. That's why he was so awkward and nasal yeah, and sad. Yeah, um, so you started working in a fetish clothing company. Was that yeah. a job that you sought out or did you fall into it? I fell into it. Um, the <laughs> it was kind of weird. 
I met the guy who ran it one night because I was at a friend's like rave party, I guess. And I was the leopard. So I was like crawling around in this like leopard print outfit on uh -huh. someone's chain and then somehow got a job. It's pretty good. <laughs> all right. It's for, all you, for, all, for all those of you having trouble with Centrelink out there. Um. You need to get a leopard outfit. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, was sort of just became friends with them and that scene, which was kind of interesting. But that was, you know, having lots of random jobs. Yeah, that was cool. pretty good. Making hot pants. So were you making, were you making like mass produced stuff or were you making no, stuff it was by like, order? No, it was like a smaller. Like yeah, a, so you're you know, making stuff to be ordered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know, uh, lots of PVC stuff, mm -hmm. which is, I guess, why I use PVC now because, I don't know, it's such a great material. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like hot pants and nurses' uniforms and we made a pair of hot pink PVC chaps once. Wow. That was pretty good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I was in charge of like pinning and cutting and, mm -hmm. you know, being funny and making coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, that good that I'm glad they put being funny in yeah. your job description. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it transferred to your work. Um, and then you left that job and did you continue working as a um, sort of professional sewer or seamstress or have you sort of moved Seam into other works? No, um, I sort of did that for a couple of years and then I was also working in a bookshop and then I was working in a candy store and mm -hmm. then I started working in libraries and yeah, worked in everything. So, so you're not a job kind of person. You're not yeah. sort of following the sewing, the fetish sewing no. dream. No, no. <laughs> it's a hard market. Yeah, but if you ever want to get back into it, you just have to put that leopard skin Pretty much. back Pretty on much. and you'll be fine. Just on the street. Yep. Yeah. yeah. People are really accepting of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't an advice podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not yet anyway. no maybe we could have you back and we could give job seekers advice oh my god i would give the worst advice ever what's what's your number one piece of advice oh my god <laughs> uh i don't have a number one piece of advice man you really always say yes to that gin definitely yeah, always say yes to gin. Gin, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. What, what's what's your brand? What's your brand of choice? Uh, probably Tanqueray or Bombay Sapphire are usually the nicer ones that I can afford. Yeah, yeah, Bombay Sapphire is yeah. like that good. It's pretty good. Mid mid to yeah, top tier. Yeah, I had Botanica mm -hmm. once. That was really nice, but you know, expensive. Yeah. Someone else's Botanica, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Someone with a corporate job. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's been nice to talk. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, that thanks, was... thanks for being here. We're recording this on sort of the second last day of your residency. Yeah. So it's flown by. I know. Three weeks is a very short time. Three weeks is a very short time. <laughs> We've learned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, thanks for sitting down and having a chat. And cool. Thanks for, thanks for being fun in the space. Oh, no worries. Anytime.
Thanks for listening to the House Conspiracy podcast recorded at House Conspiracy, produced by me, Jonathan O'Brien, and Tyler William Morrison. If you have feedback or you want to say hi, if there's something you'd like to see us do, you can email us at house at houseconspiracy.org, and you can email me directly about ideas for future podcasts at jonathan at houseconspiracy.org. You can also support us by becoming a member or by donating to us at houseconspiracy.org slash donate. See you next time.